Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody. Uh, welcome to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. Uh, I am Dr. Boyce Watkins, and this is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. And uh, Pillow Talk is a show where we get together and we uh, show you guys maybe what two uh, black professors who love each other talk about when we're laid against our pillows. And so as you come in, Please shout out the city that you're from. Uh, let us know. Um, let us know where you're coming in from. We're very happy to talk to you. And uh, I want to ask everybody: uh, How many of you has anybody been following this whole interesting situation between Master P and his son Romeo? Uh, give me a yes in the chat if you've noticed um, any of the stuff going on with Master P and Romeo. It's really, really sad. And uh, Sonia Young, how you doing? Sonia's out of DC. And uh, and so I, I was I saw this happen where uh, Master P and his son apparently have fallen out, and uh, and and this uh, is was interesting to me not just as a father but also uh, because my wife happens to be um, a licensed therapist who sees families all the time, and you know and I, I'm a believer that the, you know you shouldn't air things out on social media that need to be aired out with a therapist. So we decided to try to elevate the conversation and really provide some real insight that might be beneficial to families that are dealing with these same issues. This happens in a lot of families. And before I get started, uh, I'm going to mention some of the cities that are here. I see Elvis out of Los Angeles, Carol out of Cleveland, Sean, uh, uh, by the way, Carol says she loves you. She says she loves us both out of Cleveland. Uh, God bless you. We love you too. Sean Castor out of Harlem. Yoshika, I see you, girl. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, CJ, uh, Seattle, uh, Jeff out of Cleveland, uh, Big G out of New Orleans. He says he's really sad. Quentin out of Maryland. Uh, good morning from South Africa, says Razor Happiness. And Ed Jones out of Indiana. So Indiana is very special to us. We actually met on the campus of Indiana University uh, many years ago. And so, uh, so let yeah, so let first of all, babe, I'm going to ask you, how are you doing today, sweetie? I'm doing pretty good. Um, how's your day been? It's been good. It's been good. Dr. Christina Parks told me to tell you hello. Oh. Um, I said hi. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Christina Parks was uh, one of the, the heroes during the pandemic. She's a PhD in cell and molecular biology, and she's doing a four week uh, health, black health masterclass uh, that starts on the 22nd. And I put a link to it on voicewalkins.com if anybody wants to go and join. Uh, but anyway, um, so Dr. Parks said hi. I talked to her earlier today. And also, I called you because I wanted to ask your thoughts on some of the stuff with Master P and his son, Romeo. Now, I know that you're not up to speed on it, so I'm going to read some of what's going on with Master P and his son for everybody that isn't caught up on everything that happened. There was this article, uh, it, speaking of sons, <laughs> the the U.S., the Sun did an article called, uh, it, it basically says, the Master P and Romeo Miller beef explained. So it says, the father-son duo became locked in an intense war of words in December 2022. Uh, leaving fans stunned. So a lot of fans are are, are really shocked that these two kind of went at it. Um, I had never really seen anything that indicated that they were having an issue. The last thing I saw with Master P, remember we were at um, we were in Arizona at that convention called Women Doing It Big, and we saw Snoop Loops, Snoop and we <laughs> and we saw that one brother who performed. What was that guy's name? The the rapper. I cannot. I hate that I can't remember his name because he was really professional. He was really he good. Had a song too. He had a good song. I can't remember his name. He's got something to say. Not too many rappers have a lot to say, but he was did. Was it Rizzo? Rizzo the plug, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Rizzo the plug. He did a great job, and we had a lot of fun. He, had a, you know, and he was out of Masterpiece Camp, and in his presentation, he showed a lot of pictures of him 
with Snoop and Master P and endorsements and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, remember the drink King Kong or something? Wait, King Kong? Oh, King Kong and Queen Kong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did have the drink called King Kong and Queen Kong. And uh, anyway, so by the way, there's Master P and his son Romeo. And I'm going to read some of this to you guys uh, in terms of what's what's popping off. You can kind of check that picture out right there. Uh, it says a Romeo broke cover on social media after he appeared to call out the No Limit founder over the loss of his sister, Tat Tatiana Miller. Tatiana tragically passed away in May of 2022, so just a few months ago, from fentanyl, fentanyl intoxication. Today was a boiling point, the point the rapper wrote on social media post uh, December 16th. I seen a man avoid his own children's struggle with, with suicide and depression, but post another man whom passed today that he doesn't even know. Now, uh, the reason I, I brought you in on this, Dr. Alicia, is not just because you um, you see a lot of families and you do a lot of therapy with families, but also you happen to be uh, an expert on, on things related to suicide and things, you know, et cetera, which is such a sad topic to talk about. And we had ta actually talked about DJ Twitch and what happened with him. And uh, this family dealt with, well, it wasn't, I'm sorry, it wasn't, well, was it, no, it wasn't a suicide. I'm sorry. It was a fentanyl intoxication. So it wasn't suicide. I'm, I apologize for getting that wrong. Uh, but they, but they dealt with this crazy, this terrible tragedy. And just a few months later, you know, Romeo sees his dad uh, sending condolences publicly to another public figure and then decides, you know, I'm going to call you out because you put these other celebrities ahead of your own kids. Did you have any, did any thoughts go through your mind when you first saw that? That's how he feels. And he's very frustrated. I'm talking about Romeo. He sounds, he sounds like, well, the thing, the thing happens is that when, when someone dies in a family, like it makes it really complicated. It's almost like people are looking at each other and they're, they're looking at how people react to things. And so sometimes we, we're, we're not good at putting ourselves in other people's shoes and realizing how people react where, um, and, and what happens is there's a lot of blame and there's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of things that happen like that, especially when someone dies of something senseless like this, where it's, there's so much guilt. Like I should have, we should have talked to her more. We should have reached out to her more. Maybe they called, you know, Master P and said, hey, your daughter is in trouble. We've got to do something. And maybe Master P, the other people or Romeo feels as if Master P didn't respond in the way they wish they would have responded. And this is something that you can anticipate when, you know, when a complicated death like this happens, people start pointing fingers and blaming each other. And there's all this guilt and all of the emotions are really heightened because people are grieving. This is the grieving process. And you gotta let people grieve in their own way. And so Romeo is not doing that in this case because I kind of feel like maybe Master P didn't put a post on there about his daughter dying because it was just too hurtful to him. You know, maybe it was just so painful that he doesn't even know how to address it. He doesn't even know what to do. So he does nothing at all. That's probably what Master P could be thinking about, you know, where, but, you know, sometimes um, we just don't have that kind of vision and empathy for other people because we're hurting. So I just see a lot of hurting people. And I also see people who are just grieving. This is the grieving process. Mm. Okay. Well, let me, let me read more and then I'll give you, um, then I'd, I'd like to more of your take on this. Um, and I agree. I mean, when I saw this, I just saw pain. I saw, mm -hmm. you know, I, I could feel it from Romeo's perspective as a, as a son of a 
uh, of a tough father, you know, um, because I, I had some stuff I had to work through with, with my father. My biological father wasn't there at all. Uh, it, to, you know, I never knew the guy. And then my stepfather wasn't always perfect. And so I had to work through some things. And then also as a father, you know, parenting is hard. I don't know how many parents we got in the building. Give me a yes in the in the um, in the chat if you are a parent, if you have children, um, if you're raising kids every day, and give me a yes also, a double yes if you know that parenting is hard and that you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to have people armchair quarterbacking, like Monday morning quarterback in the last thirty years. Like, oh well, you should have did this different, should have did that different. You're like, well, I didn't know. I did the best I could at that time. And um, and I think that having that understanding, that grace is really important. Uh, I remember uh, when I was about Romeo's age, I was literally almost at exactly his age. I think I was maybe 34. Um, I took uh, I took uh, I took my daughter and my goddaughter on a trip and it got chaotic and we were all arguing and fighting in the car. And I was stressed out and angry because I had, you know, these crazy teenagers in the back seat just getting on my nerves. And I called my father and I apologized. I apologized to my parents. I said, I remember this trip made me think about that time. Y'all put us in the back of that Chevy Caprice Classic and drove us to Disneyland, you know, on a nickel and a tank of gas, like like in a prayer. <laughs> like y'all didn't have no money. And y'all took us to hot, expensive Disneyland all the way down in Florida in that Caprice Classic. And, uh, and now I understand what y'all probably went through. And, um, and I think sometimes that's what it takes. I think that maybe maybe for Romeo, my thought honestly is that one day when his daughter, he just had a child, he just had his first child this year. I think I'm wondering if like in 20 years or 25 years, he's going to look back and look at the way he reacted to his dad and maybe have a little bit more compassion and understanding that parenting is tough. Yeah. I mean, I think parenting, there's ups and downs for parenting. I mean, I don't think, I don't think good parents, get it right all the time but good parents are always open to listen to what their child is going through so if i was talking to this family i would tell master p listen your son is hurting right now why don't you try to as the parent <laughs> why don't you try to connect with your son and listen to what he has to say validate his thoughts and feelings acknowledge yeah, I could have been, I could have done more. You know, there's always things you could have done. Apologize. You know, I think it, a lot of it weighs on us as parents, you know, to set the tone for how the relationship is going. If you got teenagers in the car and they're going crazy and stuff, you got to kind of keep yourself together and you got to keep your composure, you know, to be able to mediate any sort of argument or upset or kids in the car screaming and yelling, you know, it, it doesn't help when the adult kind of falls apart. And if the adult does fall apart, take a time out, gather yourself up, but don't ever give up on making sure that you are trying to work toward having a healthy relationship with your children. And so the key is not that you have to be perfect. The key is setting, resetting yourself and repairing anything that may have fallen apart owning up to, because a lot of parents feel like because I'm your parent, I don't need to apologize or I don't need to be accountable or I don't need to, you know, I need to act like I'm your mama and you got to do what I say no matter what, you know, that sort of parenting, you know, just doesn't fly anymore. So, you know, I really put a lot of it on Master P in some way 
to listen to his child who's hurting. He's already lost a daughter. Now he's losing a son. You know, what does this say for him and his ability to connect to his children and grandchildren? He's got a grandchild now. You just told me Romeo had a child. Like if, if this relationship is severed, he's losing legacy. And part of that legacy is um, is in these healthy relationships. So, I mean, I really, if I was Master P, I would, I would definitely call a truce and try to spend all of his time and effort on making it right with his son. Because if his son is complaining, oh, hey, you didn't spend time with me growing up like I wanted you to, he's got to hear that and acknowledge that. He may say, well, this happened. Well, that happened. Well, all that does, is it works to not validate his son, you know, all that explaining and all that defensiveness and well, here's what was going on. I was working, trying to make money for it. No, that's, that's not always the best. Or It could be true, but that's not always the best approach because when you have a child that's hurting, they don't want to hear your perspective. They need the parent to tune into what's going on with them. And that's what I would recommend Master P to do. All right, everybody, uh, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and this is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. Uh, if you could take one second, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. I also have to every now and then uh, warn everybody that there are fake Boyce Watkins accounts out there, some fake, even some fake Dr. Alicia accounts. And if they message you in your inbox, it is not us. We are not <laughs> jumping in your inbox trying to sell you crypto or tell you how you can turn $50 into $5,000 in a week. Don't go for it. Don't don't listen. Um, that is not me reaching out to you in your inbox. And I, I'd like to reach out to all of you, but sometimes I can't. Now, if you want to get in touch with the real Dr. Alicia Watkins and see what she's doing, you can follow her at Coaching with Dr. Alicia or go to coachingwithdralicia.com. Uh, she's a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. She sees clients on a regular basis. And so if you'd like to learn more, just visit that website. So let me uh, jump in and um, and I'm going to read more about what's going on with Master P and Romeo Miller, his son. So apparently, uh, so uh, as Master P is uh, getting online and he's giving condolences over the death of DJ Twitch, Romeo kind of jumps in and just sort of uh, makes some interesting statements. And he says, uh, I seen a man avoid his own children's struggle with depression uh, and suicide, but post another man whom passed today that he doesn't even know. So he says suicide and depression, which tells me that even though uh, his daughter died from a fentanyl intoxication, I'm wondering where that suicide pops in there. So that's that's very sad. He also said y'all's idols be lost. Better stop following the blind. Watch when it's revealed. So it almost sounds like, um, you know, this son. Now, mind you, let's let's let me push back a little bit and just kind of point to some of the comments here. You know, his son is not a, t a teenager. You know, his son is not a 17 year old or even a 24 year old. His son is 33. And, you know, it, there are some people who would say, you know, you're 33. You know, the same way the father has to have some grace for you and and Master P did apologize. He actually stepped in and he did say, first thing he said is, if I was wrong, I'm sorry. But then he did. Oh, hold on. I got to jump in here. If I was wrong, I'm sorry. That's like not much of an apology. You know, it, it doesn't, it's not very validating. It's like, I'm hearing what you're saying to me and I'm, and I, and he needs to acknowledge 
part of it. That's not a good, that's kind of like not really apologizing. Like if I did something wrong, I'm sorry. It, it's not about right or wrong. You know, I think when we need to get away from right or wrong. It's, um, it's the fact that someone is saying something and before you even apologize, you have to, you know, some people are so quick to apologize and they're so quick to accept this apology that, that the, you never get a chance to go through the process of an apology. An apology is more than just, I'm sorry. An apology is listening, it's hearing, it's validating, it's acknowledging, it's processing the whole thing about what would you wish would have happened? What would you like for me to do now? How can I make this right? Like all of this, this sort of process needs to happen first for it to be an apology. Sorry, saying you're sorry is just one little tiny piece in the process of an apology. <laughs> well, let me let me read more to you. And mm -hmm. um, and so Romeo Romeo came. Um, let's see, Master has shared a video of the late DJ and Snoop Dogg dancing, and he captioned it: "These are crazy times we're living in. You could be smiling one day and gone the next." He was supposed to be a DJ on a concert we were having January thirteenth. Life is too short. Appreciate your loved ones. And then uh, Masterpiece sw swiftly blasted his son's disrespect as he opened up about his own struggles dealing with his daughter's death. In a post he penned, I, I wouldn't wish this on no parent, especially when you try to do everything you can for your kids. He added, Romeo Miller, what's the plan? You are either part of the problem or the solution. I love you and the door is always open for you, but I won't tolerate disrespect. I haven't talked to you or seen you in months. God knows I've tried mm -hmm. to do my best. Following up with a lengthy video addressing the riff on Instagram, he accused his son of trivializing the tragedy. He said, I'm at peace now. I know the truth. This social media rant was never about my daughter. It's about some money, he captioned in the post. Houses, cars, and jewelry are temporary. You can't take any of it with you when you die. Life is too short. People got to stop being ungrateful and place blame when they're not where they want to be in life. I'm tired of people saying they love me only when... I give them something. I'm not an ATM machine or a robot. I have feelings too. Thanks for all your prayers. We need it. I'm moving on, going back to work and hustle for the ones that appreciate me. It, so, so this, this is terrible thing. Really? Okay. This, this reminded me of the 50 cents and what 50 cents son yeah. said, yeah. you know, he's like, you didn't give me you. I needed, I needed more than how much was it? $5,000 a month or something, whatever yeah. it was. He was like, I needed more than that to survive in New York. Like that was the most beautiful thing you could even say because we all need more than $5,000 to survive. We need love, we need attention, we need um, connection, we need validation, we need so much more than $5,000. And I guarantee you, this is not about money when it comes to Romeo. So he he's really, um, you know, it sounds like he's really kind of dismissing his son in a way and trying to turn his son into someone who is just out for the money. And I, I don't know. I mean, and that could very well be true, but I would look underneath that and try to find out what would be the meaning behind this person coming to you and asking for money. What are they really looking for? You know, are they looking for support? Are they looking for attention? Are they looking for love? You know, I, I just... Um, I just think the compassion, of course, Romeo needs to be compassionate to his father as well. I'm not going to say that that's not the case, but I just think that it's so nice. It's hard to try to figure out what people really mean when they say things. You know, there's like this sort of like surface level meaning. And then you talk to someone, you tell me, what does this mean to you if I do this? If I don't do this, 
what what would that mean to you? Like, how would you feel? I think it, I think they need to get have more of a dialogue um, with each other, and definitely not on social media. But they need to have. I, I'm sure people are doing it because it's out of frustration, and sometimes we don't stop and think about what we're doing. We just pick up our phone and we get mad at somebody, and then we just send off a blast off. You get upset. Your nervous system is is altered and then all of a sudden you just boom send a message out on instagram that you haven't even you're not, not even at a point where you can stop and think about what you're doing so yeah i think that i think there's a lot there it just it just of course reminds me of 50 cents and his son and i think that um i think that men what's up with these fathers <laughs> this trend with these fathers trying to get it right and it's tough <laughs> mm. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you what, um, and by the way, everybody, uh, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. You're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. And uh, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. Um, she's a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. And I have to say that because I think somebody in the chat asked what qualifies you to talk about this. Well, <laughs> well she's got 30 years of experience that qualifies her. So we, we're not just talking out the side of our neck. Um, but, you know, with that being said, um, I, I'm 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 looking at it from different perspectives. Uh, on one hand, I'm I'm learning the language of therapy. You know, being married to a therapist, where you know there are these uh, tools to use. You know, and this is where I tell everybody to you know to to really consider therapy because you know a lot of us have been through a lot of crazy trauma as Black people, and therapy is a really important part of overcoming that and kind of figuring out how to navigate the world without snapping on people and going crazy and cutting people off and, and going off on each other. And that's kind of what we're, that's the environment that we're in. You know, uh, Master P, uh, Jessica says, Master P's a legend. Well, how did he, be, he did be, how did he become legendary? Well, he become legend, he became legendary because he rose, rose out of an insane amount of trauma. You know, he could probably tell you 10, a hundred stories about friends that have gotten murdered, a uh, hundred stories about extreme poverty, stories about, you know, uh, I think uh, one of his brothers was a C murder. Uh, it was it was a C murder that got all the years in prison. And, you know, so he's been through a lot. Right. So he rose out the jungle to create uh, this what he I probably felt like was some like an oasis for his children. Right. Like, you know, that you go through the, the, the hell of the 90s where, you know, literally remember Snoop Dogg came over to to um, No Limit Records, leaving L.A., getting away from Suge Knight and death row and gang culture and all this other chaos. And Master P, you know, told, told tells these interesting stories about how he talked Snoop out of doing a diss record that, that would have, you know, created more conflict and all that. So, so people were really dying at that time, you know, Tupac and Biggie and Easy E and, you know, and so, so it, he came out of a lot. Right. So I think that there's like this thing and then you add in hip hop, which makes you always kind of have to be the tough guy. You know, hip hop is a tough guy, hyper masculine culture. So you move forward, fast forward 20 something years. Now the world has changed. You know, now it's like you're like a, a, an old soldier who came back from the war and the world's turned into a big, big pack of powder puff marshmallow type ass people that that you know older guys are just kind of like what is this stuff you know and what happens i think what i'm seeing here is i'm seeing that generational gap where okay because you rose out the jungle and you made millions of dollars and you gave your child early access to the privileges that you used to dream about you're thinking and i believe mistakenly 
that he should be good. Like he should appreciate it as much as you would have appreciated it, all of this, but he doesn't. This is he 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 just knows the the Hollywood Kardashian lifestyle that he was kind of raised in to some extent. And I would imagine he probably also dealt with the frustrations of 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 of, of being a celebrity, having a celebrity dad that where all the attention that he should have gotten as a kid was being taken by all these fans. You know, like one thing I could tell you, you know, I, I'll never be, I, I'll never be as famous as Master P. I don't want to be, but I know what it's like to take your child out to go eat and have people come up and interrupt dinner to get autographs or to want to talk to you. And I learned very quickly, kids are not impressed with none of that. <laughs> like, not, you know, our kids are not impressed with any of that. So when people are like Dr. Boyce, Dr. Boyce, the kids are like, oh, Lord, God, can we go? Like, well, you they're, they're not that bad. But there have well, no, like been times where I've been out with Taylor where Taylor's like, come on, we're we're supposed to go. We're going to <laughs> no, go yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so so really it's like it's 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 tough. It's 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 humbling, but it's also a little bit frustrating because I think for a guy like Master P, you work your ass off, you sacrifice, you made it out the gutter. So you can create this wonderful life for your kids. And then you look at them and they're like mad at you. And you're like, you ungrateful little blankety blank. You know, so that's hard. I think that's really, really hard. It is so, it. it is so hard for parents to grasp that. And I, and I don't think that your children are ungrateful. Like, I think that the children, it, it's like, um, it's not black and white. And I think we need to get out of seeing things as black and white. Like, just because his son is making a statement like, hey, I really needed you here for me and you weren't here for me, you know, emotionally. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate everything that you've done for me. It just means that I'm empty inside and dying inside. And I really want to have this connection with my father or a connection with someone who's very close and important to me. All, all these other people got to spend time with you. And then I wasn't the one. I was the last person you spent time with and you barely had enough energy to spend time with me. So, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's not black and white. It's like, yeah, I appreciate that I live in this nice, beautiful house, but where was the love in this house? You know? So it's, it's like, I appreciate that. But at the same time, that doesn't, um, don't dismiss me when I have a really legitimate comment to make about what I would hope I really would need because I'm certain like 50 cent son who said, I thought I'll give all this money away. You can have it back, you know, just so that I can spend time with you. He's like, this is me on father's day. <laughs> Remember his, that picture of him on father's day. I'm certain if, if Romeo and 50 Cent, son, I don't know his name. I don't remember his name. I, I'm sorry about that. But if both of them were to get together, you know, they have a really legitimate um, connection here because they have fathers who were absent, sent the money, but they were absent. And it's interesting because I sent you, I think I sent you some information this morning about, um, about, Oh, who's the guy that's having all those kids? I can never remember names. I'm on Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, who was just like, I feel guilty because I can't have, I can't be with all my kids. Like you can never be with all your kids. I'm sure his children are going to grow up and say some similar things, you know, about, okay, maybe my dad sent me money and stuff like that, but I didn't have, I didn't spend any time with him. I don't even know him. He doesn't even know me. You know, how can you, he get to know all these kids and really what they want, which we're now realizing they want, they want your love and attention and approval and acceptance. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I, I get that. Right. And I think that it's, um, 
you know, it, it's 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 such a tough thing, you know, because let's not forget this this boy is thirty three years old, you know, and what? you're still a human. I, I I get it. He is a human being. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think just generally speaking, I don't know Master P. I know people that know him. I've never met him, but um, you know, one thing I've always respected about him is that he is an empire builder. You know, he's a guy yeah. that. He will start with nothing and build it into something. And, um, you know, it's uh, and that was that I thought I think about people like him when I think about that whole conversation about whether Deion Sanders should have stayed and built something in the black community or just run and go get the money from Colorado to be an employee when he could have been a king. He could have been a boss. He could have been he could have created so many amazing things in Jackson. But, you know, but that's a different conversation. It's a philosophy. Right. I'm not knocking anybody's choice. But at the end of the day, Master P understand something that I think every black person needs to understand. If you ever want to have something in this world, we got to learn how to build institutions. You know, uh, we have to learn how to, uh, you know, stop chasing around what the white man already built and go build your own, build your own stuff. You know, UPS was started by a hundred years ago by two teenagers delivering packages on their bikes. They sacrificed because they were committed to building their own vision. They could have taken a good job, but they committed to building something of their own. Uh, the NFL, uh, the Green Bay Packers that played tonight in Monday Night Football were purchased for 50 bucks. The Green Bay Packers were purchased for 50 bucks. Just th two, three generations later, 100 years later, exactly 100 years later, that team is worth over $4 billion. That's because somebody passed up the opportunity to get a good job and they sacrificed to build an institution called the NFL, which is now worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Why do I make this point? Well, I make this point because... Um, Master P, I, I wonder if if Master P feels a little bit uh, frustrated um, by the fact that for whatever reason, that that ingenuity in him, that energy in him that led him to build something out of nothing, completely passed over that next generation. You know, um, you know, did did Romeo learn these things? You know, I, I mean, I look at his, I look at him, I'm sitting there thinking. Man, you know, like the, the I, I get it. The ther the therapy, the therapist side of me. I'm not a real therapist. I just, you know, buy sleep with one every day. So, so I'm kind of learning. Um, the therapist in me is saying, yeah, he's he's hurting. You know, it, it's not right. He needs to be acknowledged. <clears throat> All those things are true. But the man in me is saying, come on, man, man up. Like you, 33, you got a child. You know, sometimes you got to let shit go. Sometimes you got to take the good with the bad. You got to accept the fact that, yeah, he wasn't a perfect dad, but shit, I got to get raised by Master P. Who gets to say Master P's my dad? You know, there, you know, sure, maybe if your dad, if you felt like your dad was a deadbeat, okay. Well, I had a dad who, uh, you know, wasn't around for me, and he didn't even have no money. You know, what I mean? at least your daddy was sending you checks and giving you opportunities. My daddy didn't do none of that for me. He couldn't have done that because he was in jail. You know, so so but I get it. I understand, though, comparing your situation to other people's doesn't make it necessarily better. But you're 33, man. At what point do you move forward and say, let's find a constructive way to fix this? And it probably starts with meeting your daddy in a therapist's office and not meeting him on Instagram. Just my two cents. Yeah, I'm not saying that I agree with him doing this on Instagram. I'm just saying that I'm trying to present an idea about how and why <laughs> this showed up on Instagram, you know, <laughs> yeah. impulse, you know, why, why I'm never, ever, ex I'm never, ever ex saying that it's okay to do any of these things, you know, but I'm just trying to hear as a therapist, just explain 
so that we can have a better understanding of why people behave in the way that they do, for sure. Yeah, I think I think you're you're right. So so I think that what you're saying, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I get the sense that you're saying this is an explanation. It it's not necessarily an excuse, but it does explain his behavior. It may not excuse it because because I think you're right. I think that both of these guys could have handled it very differently, and I think both of them. I think sometimes for men, what also can occur is our egos can get into it big time. You know, nobody wants to be a punk and let somebody punk them and, and a man doesn't want to be punked by his son. That's those are hard emotions to overcome, you know, and, um, and, and, and generally speaking, it's uh it's, it's interesting to see, you know, these tough gangster rapper types growing into like fathers. and Yeah, yeah this is, this is yeah. harder territory. Like never before in history have we seen this happen because I remember master P when I was in college, I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> parties was. It was strippers galore up in there. <laughs> it was. It really was. And and he lived. He lived that life. I mean, yeah. it's just you know, <laughs> that is what it is. I don't know about who Master P ended up settling down with, or if he even settled down with anybody. I don't know. I, I don't know his personal life on that tip. Yeah, I don't know his business. Let, let me read a little bit more of this to you. Everybody hit the thumbs up button while I, uh, I'm i going to pull up this article and read a little bit more about what's going on here. And the reason we're talking about this is because there are learning opportunities you know, for all of us because all of us are dealing with stuff in our families. And so it's not about the celebrities. It's really about you. Uh, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. Dr. Alicia is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. She's also a certified clinical trauma professional and uh, and a certified life coach. I keep forgetting to mention that, too. And so if you'd like to learn more about what she does or uh, she sees clients on a regular basis, stuff like that, feel free to go to coachingwithdralicia.com. The URL is right there on the screen. So let me read a little bit more. So here's uh, what else happened in this sort of interesting feud between Master P and his son. Uh, so uh, Romeo makes the post. Uh, Master P comes back and says a few things um, about mental illnesses. Here's what he, so he, he actually put another post after he put that previous post that said, I'm tired of people saying they love me only when I give them something. I'm not an ATM machine or a robot. I have feelings too. Uh, thanks for all your prayers. We need it. I'm moving on, going back to work and hustle for the ones that appreciate me. Uh, I'm going to say uh, before I move on with that, that I, I can, that I understand that too. You know, I think that when you are in that position where you're seen as the money guy, um, you notice the difference in the way people treat you based on whether or not you're giving them what they want. You know, so somebody calls you and they got an, another financial problem and they're asking you to solve the problem and then you you help them. And then it's like, oh my God, I love you. I love you. You're so great. But then the next time when you finally say no, or you draw some boundaries, then suddenly it's like, well, let me just tell you about all the things I don't like about you. And that can be very hurtful. You know, I, I like how he said, I have feelings too. I think that that's a, that's a, a mm -hmm. little show of vulnerability. It's like, mm -hmm. look, you're hurting my feelings right now. And I, I think that was a lie. What do you think? No, I think that that's good that he um, expressed that. You know, I think that Romeo needs to hear that, you know, he needs to, you know, listen to that. And, and, you know, both of them need to have a dialogue offline. How about that? <laughs> Not on Facebook, but face to face. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> <Facebook. laughs> yeah, so here's more. Uh, he's, uh, so mm -hmm. it says um, a day after his initial post, Romeo continued to take shots at his father mm -hmm. in the form of a poem titled 
the tree of trauma, urging stronger action on mental health. Okay. Plus, in an allegedly separate DM, Romeo claimed their bust up was the last straw and asked his father to stop trying to play the victim. He said, I love you so much that I followed you blindly for 30 plus years. He allegedly wrote, you know, we've talked behind closed doors. You want the man you paint who you paint to be. And why is it war? Because I refuse to follow your lead. You only want to protect your image, but the image isn't even real. And I don't need anyone to feel sorry for me, Pops. I'm truly a man of God. If you are, if you're really a man of God, then you will prevail in the end, even when I share my truth. Yeah, it, it was he was he was not hurt by his father. That's what that means. Really? Okay. Father. So if if they came into your office, Doctor mm -hmm. Alicia, and they were having this issue, uh, where would the conversation start? Like, where would it? Where would you begin as a therapist in? in that kind of conflict. I think, and I think it's important to understand this because so many of us have families that were, that are dealing with the same issue. That's what, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Cause I see so many families going through it. What, what would you begin in terms of that healing process? Well, first I would begin with rules of engagement. <laughs> mm. I would say, can we both agree to take a truce on social media, start to feel angry and upset if you feel unheard and you feel like you can't get through to your father or if you can't get through to your son, don't pick up your phone or get online and just blast each other out. Like I would have like rules, like let's both agree that this is not helpful at all. This is talking at each other. It's slow. It's slinging mud. It's putting people in the middle of this, the public us, all of us in the middle of something that doesn't need to be there. So I would have rules of engagement such as that a truce on social media. I would also say um, we're going to sit here and we're going to listen to each other. We're not going to argue. We're not going to fight. We're going to try to understand where each other is coming from. And, and then I would strike up the conversation after I make the ground rules, no interrupting each other, no, you know, just being respectful of each other and your thoughts and the feelings. And then I would start probably start with the most hurt person in the room. That's usually where I began. So depending on how they present to me, it sounds like Romeo is probably the most hurt person. So I would start with him and I would say, listen, talk, talk, talk to your father about what you want your father to hear because he's here. He If he didn't love you, he wouldn't be here. <laughs> you know, if he didn't care, he wouldn't be here. And then I would facilitate the dialogue and jump in when things start to escalate or, you know, we start throwing insults at each other, which can happen. You know, family sessions can unravel pretty quickly. Even couple sessions can too. But, you know, my job is to try to like, you know, make sure everybody feels heard and then come up with some solutions and brainstorm and, you know, all of these things eventually down the line. That's where I would start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that that's, um, I wish them the best, you know, I, I and I, and I yes. wish anybody the best if you're going through, you know, stuff like this. I mean, I know so many of us just have, uh, it's, it's, there's just so many tough things to deal with and, you know, and I'll tell you what, um, I, I think that parenting just teaches you a lot of lessons, a lot of humility. You know, mm -hmm. I, I see a lot of rappers that used to say things about women 25 years ago and then and then God blesses them with daughters. <laughs> and then they start reflecting on the last 25 years of, of their life and all the verses they spit out. 
like you saw with um when like the rapper Ti, you know, he's he's kind of had some interesting uh, scenarios with his kids, uh, with with his daughter, you know, checking his daughter's hymen, and then the other one with his other son that's getting locked up. And and it, do we know whatever happened? What happened to Ti? I thought he was. Uh, he and his wife had some human trafficking allegations. Whatever happened? No one talks about it. You anymore. know what? I think that went away. I don't know where it I went. Go away. Those women, those people had they sound convincing. Well, you know what? You know what? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the details of that. And I don't I don't know. I don't know Tip. And I I know a lot of people that know him. And I, I did meet him in Ghana, um, him and Tiny, and I saw his daughter there when we were in Ghana. Um but I don't know the details of that. Now that is an issue that like, right, 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 right. But I, I, I'm talking specifically about the parenting stuff. The legal oh. stuff, I will leave that to the lawyers and all that. I assume that they got that worked out, but I'm sure they have a big, you know, pile of problems somewhere, which that's <laughs> up to them. But I, but what I noticed was like with Ti, um, you, you know, you saw just. The same similar challenges where, where kids really end up humbling you. So here you are, this internationally known superstar that kind of can do, do what you want and get what you want, and you built a Superman persona that many people end up believing. But then you, you're dealing with children, and you're a regular parent, but you're kind of handicapped at it to some extent because you you maybe didn't do all the things that a regular parent would do in terms of the time and energy that goes into parenthood. Next thing you know, your child's acting out, and they're basically ripping the um, the, the the ripping the curtain back on the Wizard of Oz, you know, mm-hmm. you you have for 25 years been seen because uh, black people we worship our celebrities, we look at our celebrities like they are these infinitely rich people. First of all, most of these rappers, a lot of these rappers ain't really got no money, like they make y'all think that they do, uh, or that they're perfect in every way, that they can do no wrong, and we just go along with the celebrities. I, I see how people respond to celebrities. We love our celebrities, and then the kids are like, I'm not impressed with none of that, and so next thing you know. You know, you remember Kirk Franklin? Somebody mentioned Kirk Franklin. Mm-hmm. Like his situation with his son, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, his daughter, when she became a porn star, you know, because she, she was trying to be a Kardashian, you know. And um, and it really is interesting because it almost makes me wonder if it gets us to the point where you start coming back to earth and realizing that all that fame and fortune wasn't really what it was all about. Like your career you thought your career was the most important thing in the world. And that once you figured that part of your life out, you'd have it all figured out, but there's a whole collection of other things that were neglected. You know, it's almost like if I spend all my time um, brushing my teeth, but I don't exercise. Right. And then one day I get diabetes, you know, when I was really worried about something happening with my teeth. Well, the next thing you know, I got great teeth, but I'm still going to the hospital, you know? And I think that that holisticness, of understanding what really matters. Like no matter how big you get or how much money you have, you gotta maintain a grip on what really matters or it'll come back and bite you right in your ass. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's um I always say that the three the three measures of your quality of life are health, wealth, and relationships. You know, and I think everybody that wants to take something away from this conversation, I would encourage you to go and do an inventory on your life. How's your health? How's your physical and mental health? And are you investing in your physical and mental health? Are you getting up and exercising every day? Are you doing things to help your mental health every day? Um, what about wealth? Are you work, doing things on a regular basis to uh, diversify your income streams, increase your income streams, gain new skills, uh, create financial security, or are you just letting it go? Uh, and then relationships. You know, are, Which relationships are you investing in? 
Which relationships are you divesting from? Some relationships we don't, some relationships we don't want to invest in. But as long as it's a conscious effort, right? Like if a relationship's important to me and I don't invest in it, then what I'm doing is my behavior is not consistent with what I actually value. Yeah. So next thing you know, um, and I've, I've heard this, um, I was just talking to, to um, my mother and she was reflecting on times that she should have spent with our grandmother that she did not spend, you know, and we were talking about that a little bit. I'm not telling too much of my family business, but we were reflecting on that and how sometimes in the moment you're thinking about one thing over here, you know, work and kids and school, but really you got this whole other set of realities behind you that you're forgetting about. And then you only remember them when it's too late. Right. So um, do inventory on your life. Stop thinking celebrities are perfect. They're not perfect. And uh, and I'll just say this. I, again, I don't know Master P, but I'm sure I know somebody who knows. For all I know, he could he could be listening right now. And I just want to say I wish that family the absolute best. I understand what he's going through as a dad. Um, I encourage grace on both sides. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to take compromise, right? Mm-hmm. For us older guys, you know, over 45, we're going to have to accept the fact that the world is different. It ain't 1998 no more. <laughs> the world's changed. Some of these kids, they may seem like powder puff weirdos sometimes. You know, but we got to adjust to that. But then the kids have to also realize you can learn something from your parents. You know, like like Romeo can learn a lot. Like go study your dad and study how great your father is and honor your fucking father. I'm this is me talking as a dad. I didn't mean to cuss, but I have to say this. Honor your father, man. Like, like look at okay, my daddy ain't perfect, but my daddy was a great man. You know, like I say that about my dad all the time. I say he 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 wasn't always a good man, but he was a great man because he did things that other men could not do. And I will honor him for that for the rest of my life, despite the mistakes that he might've made along the way, you know? Yeah, but I like, I like giving the grace and um, that makes sense. I mean, this is uncharted, like I said, uncharted territory. I mean, never before have we seen these rappers are now growing up and they're getting older and they're coming face to face with some of these challenges because if they, if I grew up and, and I didn't have much of anything and then all of a sudden, boom, I, you know, I break into this industry and then all of a sudden I get a windfall of money and there's nobody around me that can show me what to do and how to pay. We don't know about Master P's life growing up, you know, but if he doesn't have someone who's there for him to guide him along this way, how are we supposed to, you know, how is he supposed to get it right all of a sudden? So yeah, there needs to be a lot of grace. And if anything, if, you know, if I was talking to Master P, I really would have, you know, encourage him to do whatever it takes for him to, 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 to be the person, be the adult, since he is the adult, both of them are adults, but he's more of an adult, you know, older, to be the person, to be, he's got to leave a legacy behind. And part of that legacy is connecting with his son, you know, and just because he's 33, that's still his son, you know, connecting with him. And also the fact that he's now a father, his son needs him right now. You know, when you're a father and you're taking on this new role and this new responsibility, it's an adjustment process. And so he, his son really does need him now. I think, I think we, we sometimes forget that, you know, even when children become just because they're 18 doesn't mean they all of a sudden right away don't need their parent anymore, although they think they don't. But, you know, a lot of times when you're taking on new roles and you're doing new things in your life, you that's the time you really need your parents advice and guidance, you know, to help you transition through all of these 
pressures <laughs> that are on us as, as people, as parents, you know, he's a parent now. So, I mean, you know, he needs help. So I think that, I think that Master P needs to think about his legacy and you're right. It's not just about finances. His legacy is in the wisdom that he could give back. And I know I went to that women's conference. Master P is doing wonderful things in helping entrepreneurs. I mean, I listened to that whole thing, you know, that whole talk about the things that Master P were doing to help all of these black businesses up and running is all because Master P is really putting a lot of e effort in putting money behind it. You know, he's one of those rappers that are really funding and putting money behind helping the black community. He also has got to help the people in his household. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I love it. I love um, the fact that, you know, that it's it's really cool when me and the rappers started speaking the same language. You know, around 2014, I noticed that when, when Jay-Z put out his album, 444, we started seeing a lot more uh, terminology being used amongst hip-hop artists, like terms like generational wealth and, you know, things like that. And uh, that was always something I always wanted. You know, I... I I, I used to really scream and holler from the rooftops and, and, and a few people were listening and I was really happy that some of them were listening. And I, and back in about 2014, I had that long three hour argument with Beyonce's road manager, you know, who was trying to convince me that Jay-Z was this woke guy and he really understood black people and black wealth and all that. And I'm like, well, he doesn't rap about it. So who cares? You know, who cares mm -hmm. what he, as long as he's, if he's not rapping about it, then nobody's going to hear it. And uh, 444 came out like the next year. And I don't know if, I, if that conversation had any part, to, played any part in it. But um, I think that that's what's going to really end up making the community great or making black people great again. Um, I think Master P is a part of that. You know, I listened to him speak very carefully. He, he talked about black people a lot, uh, you know, and I just think, you know, that we can learn from that. Even if his businesses are not perfectly built, people have to understand that when empires are built, a lot of times that first person, that first builder isn't the perfect builder. It's usually somebody after that person that builds on top of what they've created, you know, and I think that something amazing, some billion dollar company is going to come out of something that some seed that masterpiece planted. So uh, he's done a really great work. And, um, and this stuff with his, with his son, you're right. When you get older, you're not Superman anymore. Your legacy is what's going to carry you. And the relationships you invest in, that's what's really going to make a difference for you when you get older. So I wish you the very best. Uh, I'll let you get the final words. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, the final thoughts is, uh, I mean, for all of us, this is the holiday season coming up. We're hanging out with our families. We got to think about, you know, the gifts that we give to each other. It's more than just a material gift. <laughs> the gift is, like you talked about, your time. Like, who you're spending time with. It's a big snowstorm coming, boys. So we just gonna we gonna shelter in, get our food. We gotta get our food from the chef, and then we just gonna shelter in and eat and have fun with our family. Like that's the real. Did you call the chef. Is that food coming? Is she's cooking it up? She better really? be. Don't be I mad. Want <laughs> I want that food. I can't wait to get home tomorrow. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, thank you all. It was great talking to you. And uh, Owen, uh, Owen says it was a nice conversation. Well, thank you, Owen, for saying that. And this is Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. Don't forget, you can find this podcast on Spotify uh, and also on Apple. Just look for the Dr. Boyce Breakdown. You can find it there. Also, uh, if you want to learn more about what Dr. Alicia is doing, you can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. And of course, you guys know my website is boycewalkins.com. If you could hit that thumbs up button, uh, subscribe, uh, and the notification bell before you leave, that would be totally awesome. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. God bless you. Love you. 
Take it easy. Peace. Bye.